0: You're listening to Left of the Dial. I'm your host, Andrea. And uh, as listeners are well aware, in fact, uh, they're probably exhausted by this awareness. I'm an extremely proud citizen of New Jersey. By extension, I'm a huge fan of the music that comes out of Jersey. Again, no surprise to our listeners. So I'm really excited to introduce today's guest. Christian Lesprance is the uh, mastermind behind Jersey Interchange, which is a musical collaboration series. I'm going to let Christian tell everybody about it, but basically it is uh, musicians from Jersey reimagining covering songs from artists who were part of the Jersey scene in like the late 90s and early 2000s. It's genuinely, it's one of my favorite things. Like I said, I'm going to let Christian tell you guys all about it in just a second. He's here today, though, because Jersey Interchange is releasing its debut full-length album, C1, on vinyl. Uh, Pre-orders have already started last week. We'll tell you more about that, as well as the upcoming album release show next month in Chatham, New Jersey. Welcome to the podcast, Christian. Hi, hello.
1: Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for the, uh, the mastermind call out. I don't know. Um, no, I, I, you know, I was just aggressive enough to get people together to, to collaborate, you know? So, um, I'm, I'm, you know, just happy that, you know, it all came together and almost two and a half, three years later, there's a physical, you know, piece of existence of this project. Just to give a little background on, on the project, uh, I started playing guitar after about 20 years of not and uh and that was about i guess about six months before the pandemic started so it was Mm -hmm. about you know uh was it something like october of of 2019 and then you know the recording process started i I, when i was just i was covering this this song by my friend's band joystick who was also known as nj joystick um with my friend dave and uh that turned into you know other songs with uh with people that that i knew from from the past in jersey and 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 who some who went on to become like you know bigger than uh than i think they expected Uh um and which is cool you know And, and a lot of them are still around um and and that that's that you know is a testament to to the impact that the jersey scene had I think on music mm-hmm, mm-hmm. of the early two thousands, late nineties. Um, and, and that's what this, this album is really about. You know, it's, it's about remembering that stuff, but also seeing where it kind of went, you know, 20 years later, 25 years later, actually. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely a, oh, it was a big undertaking and, um, I'm, I mean, I'm glad I did it. You know, there's, you know, it it kind of launched my whole, uh, love for, for for music again you know yeah. uh, at least you know playing it
0: yeah that that's amazing it's also I mean I'm thrilled that you did it too it was uh I think what your the first actual cover that you dropped was in I think June of 2020 so mm-hmm. we were it was like early yeah. enough into the pandemic that it really felt like and to say like no end in sight when we're still kind of dealing with it but it right. really I mean I think we were all feeling really cooped up and really lonely and to have something that isn't, it's not just, I mean, it's a celebration of New Jersey music, but the fact that it, the the collaborative aspect of it is so clear from the outside too. It just, it felt like such a uh, kind of like celebration of connection in a way that the Jersey scene in, in all of its, you know, many like iterations has kind of always felt to me that Definitely. to, to, that you found a way to kind of keep that going or even to kind of reignite that maybe um, while we were all separated, I think was really, yeah.
1: At the time, you know, it was just, it it was me also kind of, you know, dealing with having to, to be inside. And this is the way, a a positive way of, of, you know, figuring out some type of cathartic release of whatever, you know, Mm -hmm. and uh, it just so happened, you know, it, it helped other people do that, too. And, and I'm definitely, you know, was not expecting that. But at the same time, <laughs> looking back, I guess my intentions were a little selfish. <laughs> but no, uh, it was it was most mostly I, I just wanted people to hear songs, you know, and yeah. and luckily people enjoyed it.
0: Yeah. Um, I want to jump into the songs, but before we start talking about the songs in particular, mm-hmm. why the decision now to put some of these songs to vinyl? What were you thinking?
1: Well, there was there had been a, a plan to put it to vinyl f- for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I want to say maybe not even a year into the project, I, I was approached to actually put it out On vinyl by a a local record label and um you know so the plan the plan was was to you know full speed ahead with that and unfortunately there was no speed so (laughs) we kind of uh we had to rethink things um things were put on the shelf and um luckily i guess in about uh maybe eight months ago so that would have been you know uh fall of of, uh twenty twenty two, another uh record label showed interest, uh sinking ship records, uh and and Steve. Steve runs it, Steve Kelly. Uh he's a great guy and he was so excited to even have us like, you know, pitch the 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 record to him. Um and uh and he's really taken, you know, this, you know, bull by the horns and and He's just as excited as, as I am, and um, and actually, I should also mention uh, our, my friend uh, Craig Cirinelli, who who actually did all the artwork for the album. Okay. Um, I, I I'll give him a lot of props for for also kind of I'll give him a finder's fee or something later on, <laughs> but but he he was really the one that helped me push it back into uh, the the label sphere uh, mm-hmm. to try and find a place to to get it to to, fi- to find a home basically um because you know like when when things fell apart i was just kind of you know with with the other if you want to call it record deal i was a little you know a little depressed and a little uh you know not motivated anymore so it it it, uh craig definitely you know kind of you know uh push put put a wind behind my my back and you know push me towards it so but uh yeah but sinking ship yeah thank you craig and thank you steve they both they both have you know i told them both i was like you made my dreams come true <laughs> so uh yeah
0: as i said in my little intro pre-orders have already opened uh they opened last week the album the actual release date
1: release date is is may 5th so that's when it'll drop but yeah if you go to uh sinking ship you can go and pre-order it now um and that will definitely get to you on time because they're all they're all in his garage <laughs> they're i've ready seen to them there they're ready to go yeah we got them a little earlier than we thought which is great because i was
0: good yeah that's that hasn't been the case for no, most people not that's... at all
1: we were expecting to release this like late in you know 2023 but
0: yeah i'm excited that uh the album's going to be celebrated with a full-on record release show and we'll we'll talk about that in a little bit but we've been chatting for a while now so why don't we get into one of the songs sure what do you want to talk about first
1: I guess, uh, well, this is a, this is a song that actually it's funny cause you know, it's called Jersey interchange. It's all about New Jersey, but this is a song that was by a guy from Pennsylvania not New Jersey. Um, but he made a really big impact on, on me and on the scene. He was, mm-hmm. I remember him coming there like all the time, you know, mm-hmm. over the course of like, you know five six years and you know adam in his package is, is obviously who i'm talking about but uh this is uh a a version that i recorded and i had mikey erg and alex burton uh f- who's uh, who played in the band paulson and of course mikey erg from the ergs um uh, 45 and this is, other and, right bands. like i don't even know how many other bands it's countless <laughs> at this point um but this is his what i think is his like you know if you talk about Aminous Package, you talk about this song, and it's called mm-hmm. Punk Rock Academy.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, Punk Rock Academy. Well, I was fighting the in the fall with my
0: The song, uh, Adam and His Package is one of my favorites since I, forever. Um, Adam is one of those artists who I think was uh, one of the first that I felt like I really discovered on my own. Like I specifically remember I was a kid um, being on South Street at uh, Repo Records and they had the little listening station set up. And I remember listen, like just putting the headphones on to see and just being like, what is this? I need to hear <laughs> everything. This is so fun and so right. different.
1: It definitely, yeah, it definitely was different. I remember the first time I saw him too was at like this, uh, I don't know if it was a church, but no, it was it was the Gillette, like VFW or something like that in New Jersey, <laughs> and I just remember seeing him like you know unpack his like suitcase or whatever, put it on a table, and he just went yeah. and it was like, okay, this is a little this is a little weird. He's a little nerdy, but that's cool, um, and uh, it just was different from like all these bands that you yeah. know kind of had like a, you know swoony masculine vibe mm-hmm. you know pop punk vibe if you want yeah. to call it that
0: well and especially in the late 90s and early 2000s i think it's a little more we're we're used to bands doing things a little less traditionally now but i mean adam i never saw him in one of the smaller places i'm from pretty far south jersey and i'm a mm-hmm. little younger than a lot of people um running around on the scene at, at this time and so i only like i saw adam open for a veil i think which is like that's awesome yeah but it's such a at um at the truck maybe i don't know what like a quote-unquote like traditional home for adam would have been anyway
1: (laughs) yeah i don't think he would have yeah i think i I think he found the perfect place to to land Um, and you know at that point it was like there still was like a uh mixed genre kind of you know at every show uh you know uh, uh, that that was the scene and then it kind of splintered off into the you know oh we're only going to a emo pu- uh, punk <laughs> show tonight or whatever screamo core yeah. yeah um so that's when it became a little it, w- it was not as exciting i think mm-hmm. but actually the, the one song uh the one thing about this song at least personally is uh there's a, a little i mean i'm sure you as you heard the, the 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 boy at the the top is actually my son oh i was um, wondering i yeah. love that uh he's he was four yeah four years old uh when he did that <laughs> um and it was just it was just it, we were just having fun you know yeah. and uh and it turned out it actually it it helped the the beginning of the song a little bit so i was like all right i'll leave it in yeah and, and mikey liked it and 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 uh, alex did too so it turned out to be okay uh,
0: yeah <laughs> i'd say it's yeah. okay i think it's great so this is a song you approached mikey and asked him and yes. also sorry and also um, and alex yep. and alex you asked the two of them
1: yeah alex played c- bass and and mikey uh actually in this one just did vocals so you know i know he plays like every you know, he's <laughs> in every band and he plays every <laughs> instrument but you know but yeah,
0: you catch him and you put him where you need him right he's like a leprechaun like if you catch mikey and ask him to do something (laughs) exactly but you gotta catch him right uh but um what um yeah why this song and why those two
1: honestly i just felt like mikey was the perfect voice for this Mm -hmm. when i when i did approach him about it he he didn't say anything but yes and he was like he i I, i'd have to go back and look at my email but he was excited to do it and he said that is like the perfect song for me yeah and uh and alex was was very excited too i know he he had a lot of roots in in the the local jersey scene too and i guess i I should mention you know one of the things i say i approached them but at the time we were locked away so i this was all done over email so most Uh of the people that i worked with on this i've I either knew from back in the day or some of them like mikey i hadn't met till i played a show with them you know with my other band a year or two ago mm-hmm. so there are people that i still haven't met that i'll probably meet for the first time at the release show on the 13th yeah. um so that that just goes kind of to show how much you know entrenched in this digital age that we you know yeah it's just it we can just do and i you know i work from home 100 percent now Mm -hmm. so that's you know crazy yeah to me it
0: is it's interesting this comes up a lot on the show and i always say like i don't want to say like it's it's hard to say like one of the good things that came out of the pandemic because but it is it i don't know that that uh, i wonder if a project like this would have even been something you were thinking about if Or at least in this way, right? Yeah. Um, If you weren't cooped up and... Right, no. It it wouldn't
1: have. It wouldn't have, totally. Um, One of the things that also launched it was just being a part of um, another part of the digital age, uh, this Facebook group, uh, the uh, New Jersey Pop Punk group, which um, just seemed to become like a hub for... I don't want to say nostalgia, but just for for kinship, you know? like Like, people were really into um into this project there were also you know um uh jay vix was doing the uh, Quarantunes, which was a mm-hmm. an acoustic uh, uh uh concert series basically it was mm-hmm. all done you know it was all all zoom zoom concerts but you know he would get like you know five or six people together from from the scene basically like you know jersey interchange but um but live you know yeah um and uh th- that was always cool and i know a lot of people you know, really appreciated that. And then also, I think I I want to say Mike Doyle of Lane Meyer started his podcast in that same time period, too. And that's seemingly uh, has, has kind of shot off into the uh, punk rock stratosphere. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, he's doing pretty well with that.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: This was the scene. That, that was that's what it's called.
0: It's a fantastic podcast, whether you're and especially because it's uh, not especially because uh, it's jersey focused but it's definitely branched out from there so whether you're yes. is kind of entrenched and obsessed with the the history of the jersey scene or not it's a fantastic podcast i also don't think bizarrely i don't know how this is true but i don't think the nj pop punk archives have been mentioned on left of the dial before oh. and i don't know how i haven't there you go that's wild that they yeah. haven't come up because that is a treasure
1: it trove. really is um so. the NJPP archives it, it was created and it's still maintained by honestly one of the I, I don't know how he does it um he, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's like one of the busiest people I know um Joe Polito, um who does that just out of pure love and then you know he also at this point yeah, now he's he's basically the the in-house booking person for House of Independence in Asbury Park and I think he's also working uh with Wired Booking Actually, he is. I yeah,
0: know- he just joined with uh, our friend Brian G. Yeah, uh,
1: yeah, yeah. He actually uh, he he helped us get uh, Chris Gethard for the uh, for the for the the release show.
0: Yeah, I'll tell this um, story very quickly because it's one that yeah. really feeds into this kind of thing. So, uh, Gethard, I'm I'm a co-host over at Gethard's New Jersey's The World Project, and we do uh, live shows at House of Independence from time to time. Okay. and so one of the shows we do at New Jersey's The World is this one where they random number generator picks a town in New Jersey and then the guys over there do a deep dive on that town and one time they pulled Delanco and Gethard had I don't even think the Gethard had heard of it and so he texted me he's like what can you tell me and I was like all I can tell you about Delanco is one time I saw a band called 37 Slurp play there um, at, a, at a middle school or something and then as he's doing the deep dive on this band 37 Slurp and talking a bunch of just like good natured trash about this local pop punk band that he'd never heard of because he's a little he was uh, like i think in new york by the time 37 slurp was right shows um and he's as he's reading about this band he's like are you kidding me like joe palito was in that band and he books us at house of independence which is such a it's like the jersey scene is so it's small despite how big it
1: and and to piggyback on that i actually one of the people i work with at my company is the brother of somebody who was in 37 slurp (laughs) so there you go
0: i love it and 37 slurp is a band i definitely saw them more than any other local band as i was growing up because they right. were a south jersey band and we didn't have yeah, yeah nearly as many south jersey bands um
1: they're actually uh joe Polito actually covered a 37 slurp song for jersey interchange so let's keep going with 37 slurp <laughs> um actually joe was on i don't know how many songs joe did at least on the vinyl joe's on three songs amazing <laughs> so Right. And, you know, so not only does he like do all this booking and, and the NJPP archives, but he also plays too.
0: He's also just a lovely guy.
1: <laughs> and he's a, right. And he's a, he's like a father and a, and a husband. So he's got a lot on his plate, but he seems to manage it with ease. And, uh, you know, I, I definitely owe a lot to him because he also, you know, in, in the early stages, he was totally welcoming of just like uploading all of the tracks whenever they're coming out and mm-hmm. keeping them on the NJPP archive. Um, and
0: uh, just. Yeah. I kind of in the very beginning assumed. That jersey interchange was joe's project just at like i think everybody did because it's (laughs) like it just seems like a very joe polito thing
1: right and i'm not i'm not like a person that i'm I'm not i'm not a braggadocious person (laughs) i you know i i just put the tracks out there Uh and hope that people would would at least you know listen to them and Mm -hmm. and they did and they kept on sharing them and we started getting you know coverage on brooklyn vegan and no echo and all this other stuff um so it was cool how it kind of you know transformed into something that i never intended Mm -hmm. in a good way
0: right yeah absolutely um do we want to jump into another song
1: the next one yeah sure sure so joe joe also you know like i said he he helped me book the the release show which is is may 13th in chatham and um you know i don't know how we got chris gethard but we got him (laughs) uh, thanks to joe but um so he's he's going to be doing some comedy uh along with uh a bunch of other people uh basically it's going to be a, a acoustic night kind of uh you know with 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 people just coming up playing two or three songs um and it's really cool i'm I'm excited for it it's uh members of shades apart uh vision lane Meyer, uh, some bands that people probably haven't heard the name in a long time <laughs> one cool guy <laughs> nj joystick um right turn eddie uh and then yeah some uh some 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 bands that are currently uh, around damn this desert air erotic novels um and uh and uh, you know i i guess i'll plug my band plug your Even band not, like i said plug, I, plug. I said i'm not braggadocious <laughs> but uh, no i play in i i actually live in long island so um it's kind of uh, weird that I, I did a whole new jersey thing but it was you know it was necessary um but I, i'm in a band called scapository which people wince at when i say that but um if you can get past the 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 inappropriate name we actually have some some cool stuff to say in our song so but uh but yeah so uh, i'm gonna be playing a, a song or two as well um but yeah that's uh, may 13th at twin elephant brewing company in chatham new jersey and if you go to their website uh you can get some tickets there's definitely a few tickets left um it's gonna be a good time and then uh yeah so so chris chris is gonna be headlining that and uh i guess that will segue us into his song which um oh actually it's funny because originally i wanted him to do um and again i didn't know chris like Mm -hmm. personally um I just knew him you know i i probably we were probably at a lot of the same shows right. he grew up in west orange i grew up in south orange i know he was definitely there because i've heard him talk about it uh for the moment when my my friend friends almost got beat up by the entire west orange high school football team at a <laughs> show at west orange american legion <laughs> hall um <laughs> and uh you know that was all all from uh talking smack on uh, AOL instant messenger <laughs> back in the day. Yeah. It, that was a, but I've heard, I've actually heard him talk about that on, on a podcast. I'm not that sure is. if it was his or not, but, um, but anyway, uh, I wanted him to do something cause he seemed like he's an integral part of the, part of the, the, the community. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I actually asked him to do like a little funny sketch as part of the Adam and his package song that, that, uh, we just heard. Hi. Um, with mikey and he was like no no i don't want to do that and and i was like oh okay he's like i want to do a weston song i want to do just like kurt yo gethard
3: you hear about this uh thing everybody's covering each other's songs you gotta get in on this bro you gotta sing a song i can't sing a song what are you talking about i'm not a singer bro it's 90s pop punk covers you ever hear those bands none of them could sing they all just yelled as loud as they could like ben weasel rest in peace you got to do a song do weston bro i always hear you talking about how much you love weston do just like kurt bro i can't how am i gonna do weston first of all i can't sing second of all they have like nine harmonies in every song come on bro Do it for Jersey, man. You're Mr. Jersey. Taylor, ham, egg, and cheese. I heard your album. Bro, it's funny shit, bro. The Bayonne joke, bro. It's funny. Do it for Jersey. Weston's from Pennsylvania. I don't care. Do
4: it. Do it.
3: You and hug you, just like her. I'm kind of scared to dance, just like her. I could totally love you if you'd only give me half a chance. Okay, man. I mean, your your voice only cracked like seven or eight, or maybe nine times. You gotta keep going, man. Do little mile ninety four. Come on, man. Hey, dude. I I gave it the college try. I'm not gonna do all of real life stories of teenage rebellion. Come on, bro. Do five feet. Do feet. Do it for Jersey.
1: And at the time i actually had a weston song in the works Uh, i had i was Mm going to do heartbreak sandwich um and it was completed but but (laughs) yeah no it's it's uh uh but but chris chris really wanted to do just like kurt so Mm -hmm. i came up with a uh you know a a version and uh, and of course joe Polito plays on this one too That's Um, what
0: I wanted to ask who. So it's obviously Gethard's not a musician. So it's it's you and Polito on that.
1: Yeah. So uh, Joe plays bass. And then I did all the guitar work and, you know, drum programming. There's no that's not true. There are a few live live drums on this album. Most of it is programmed. Mm -hmm. um, But I don't think anybody really knew that until I just (laughs) pulled the curtain back. Yeah. No, it's fine. Uh, I'm not.
0: i I can't play drums worth
1: a lick like come on i'm not gonna fake that
0: (laughs) suddenly pretend
1: right right but um yeah so so i just thought he was gonna sing and he was a little hesitant anyway even though he was excited about the song Uh he was like i'm not a singer like this is just gonna be awful but we're, we're gonna try it you know yeah so uh you know two weeks later i get a track from him and i was like wow this is a lot better than he professed to not be (laughs) you know like good at and so it it came out it came out pretty good and i'm proud of it and i hope he is and um i'm just glad that that he he you know agreed to to do it and he's still agreeing to be a part of the jersey interchange world so it's pretty cool
0: I mean, he's our, our patron saint in a lot of ways and um I think the only reason I even knew who Weston was really was because of Gethard. I, he's oh a yeah. Super fan still. Super today. fan, yeah. So I am um, there it's funny the first two tracks we talked about are actually two Pennsylvania. Fans, right, right. But I, I do think it says a lot about the Jersey scene though, that they kind right. of that this is where that this kind of feels like like I think I was surprised to learn that about Weston.
1: Yeah, uh-huh. well, they. I mean, that was another thing about Jersey Interchange. Like, it wasn't just about being from Jersey. It was about, you know, like a, you know, basically having an impact in Jersey. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you could, you didn't have to be from from Jersey to be involved, but right. you know, you had to be involved some some way. Mm-hmm. Back then, uh, for instance, there's um, the the fifth track on this is actually by a band from Wales, who. Um, named douglas who came over uh, bigwig brought them over for maybe two tours and they made such an impact in jersey Mm -hmm. at least for me and my friends that i was just like i still have that that album and and the song that we did in my head like all the time so Mm -hmm. um but yeah um you know weston was another band that that just played jersey so much they were one of the first time first shows i went to in the city was uh weston lifetime and the bouncing souls at tramps
2: that's, that's, that's that a was like right
1: there <laughs> walking into that i was like what yeah. I, I don't i didn't really know much besides the bouncing souls and i saw two bands that have like completely changed my life yeah in addition to that exactly you know for the first time that's amazing so yeah
0: um you just mentioned big wig
1: yes do i did wanna, mention bigger
0: do we want to talk about uh flavor ice
1: uh yeah of course ran out of gas on that one flavor ice um i think was the third song we released because we were we were releasing these all weekly and like you said early on in the interview i think yeah the first song we ever released was june 1st of 2020 so that was about three months after the pandemic really you know you know changed us Mm -hmm. and uh so actually i was i was planning on having this song the big wig cover flavor ice uh, be the first song to hit. Oh, and it just turned out that you know timing didn't work out. And um we we ended up doing a Lane Meyer cover first. Um mm-hmm. which turned out actually was people loved it. So it kind of like launched the uh the project, you know, into into legitness if you want to call it <laughs> that. I don't know. Sounds like an immature word to use. But um <laughs> but uh so flavor ice was one of my favorite bigwig songs and i think really? it's one of the most underrated <laughs> punk songs out there like or at least from that era um because what you know bigwig bigger was no more known more for you know uh either i think uh friends or um out, i think was another big song for them um the
0: first song i downloaded on napster and i uh, was i was a kid i mean i was young but was the girl in the green jacket.
1: girl gr- Yeah. the I was just about to say that too.
0: I was trying to remember. I was thinking about it tonight. I was like, "Why was that the song?" But I think probably I, I had maybe seen them play, and was like, "I was I I would have been maybe third, well, well maybe like twelve or thirteen, and couldn't just like go pick up, like where was I gonna buy a big wig? You know right. what I mean? Like yeah, at that time. And I probably was just like, "Let's just see." And then the whole illegal world of downloading <laughs> opened right. up to right. me.
1: But yeah, yeah um flavor ice i think yeah i think flavor ice was originally on their first seven inch i believe i could be wrong but I then it was know. also on their second album um stay asleep mm-hmm. and uh and i approached heath i knew i knew heath saraceno i should say Heath he from the band's uh midtown Senses fail um and now he's in a new band with it's like an all-star band um <laughs> called town liar with jason shevchuk from uh kid dynamite none more black and then benny from gaslight anthem and um but yeah i'm doing a lot of name dropping but i knew him from <laughs> originally i knew heath from a band the first band or one of the first people bands from who's jersey
0: in. listening to this are loving this and people I know. who aren't from jersey i they're having a great time too right just,
1: right yeah bruce springsteen
0: there you go
1: there you go now um but i knew heath originally from his band nowhere fast mm-hmm. uh which also featured tyler um of midtown and uh ryan roberts who will also be at the uh the release show He re- he's an author now and matt hake who was in a few other bands uh after that um but nowhere fast was like an awesome band and Honestly, I don't know how they didn't go further, but, you know, uh, Midtown became the thing. Mm -hmm. And um, so I knew Heath from the scene and actually uh, just, you know, I remember a few times uh, hanging out with them while they were on the road. Uh, And, uh, you know, I was on the road with other bands, too, um, as as a roadie. I wasn't actually playing... Playing music then, but uh but yeah, I approached him about this song, and as with you know Mikey, Erg, he was he didn't hesitate to say uh, you know yes, and um, I thought I was gonna actually help him out, you know. I, so I usually usually how I recorded everything was I would do a demo
2: mm-hmm.
1: run of the song, and then I would send it to the person, and they'd either I, I'd say you know if you want to add guitars, you want to do something to it. Um, be my guest i'm not like you know i wasn't being selfish in in that regard um but literally like Heath just completely reworked the song (laughs) and and which is was completely fine because it was so much better than what i had come up with (laughs) and um and i was and
0: i'll bet that freedom for people is probably really exciting that when you reach out to them and you're like here's what it could be but have fun i think that's cool
1: yeah and what's special about about that song at least and and just heath Heath's participation in general. Heath is also... I think he's the most prolific of the Jersey Interchangers. He, I think he's been on six songs now um, out of the 25 or 26 that we've done. Um, and... Um, but, you know, what he told me that really... You know, kind of... I don't know. It made me feel good, but but also at the same time, like, made me think a lot like about the impact that this had on some people. Uh, you know, that was... He's been telling me that was the first song he played for a long time. He had stopped playing music. Wow! And um, and this project actually got him back into playing music again. And now you know Midtown's back on on you know, well yeah you know pseudo tour if you want to call it like a select dates, um, and they're doing new music. So
0: That's so exciting!
1: I you know I I'm not I, I tell him I'm like don't give me credit for that. That's not my. Credit Listen. To you
0: heard it here first listeners if you are thankful for the midtown reunion like it's, i am no. you have christian to thank
1: all right i'll take a little bit of credit but no um no uh i actually i went to i went to two of the midtown shows um i went to one in starland ballroom and then one uh in long island here so
0: i would love to take this moment to just have the smallest of grapes which is i saw so when uh the first thing I did with Midtown, announced the shows at Starland, is I bought tickets for all the shows. Midtown was like the first live music I saw that wasn't either a teeny tiny local show or a radio festival was right. um, Midtown. And it was, a sh- first of all, it was like a six band bill, which now my age. But it was like <laughs> uh, Midtown and oddly the living end. But then it was also Hot Rod wow. Circuit and River City High and a few other bands that were right at that level. Where was that? Uh, at the TLA,
1: so oh, okay. it was, the Midtown right. was it it's was Philly. like
0: right. yeah, and it was like right after Save the World had dropped. In fact, I remember uh, a friend's older brother brought us, and he was like, "You guys should, if you like them, you should buy the CD because this band's about to blow up." Right. Um. And uh. And so, when the second they announced that reunion, I was I immediately bought tickets to, to Starland, and then they played a really like quick rehearsal show at um, Crossroads, and i went to that and thank god i did because your friend of mine chris gethard his favorite thing it seems to be to do is to i work so i work with gethard for uh his podcast beautiful anonymous i'm the live show audio engineer so anytime he does uh live shows i go out and record them and for three times now the midtown reunion one of gaslight's first jersey shows back and um The Erg's playing Jersey for the first time in quite a while. He just happened to be on the road for those shows for all three of them And so I'm starting to think he does it on purpose to me that whenever a Jersey band who hasn't played in a long time plays a show in Jersey He's he's scheduling shows out on the other side of the country So all that to say the Midtown reunion is a big deal for me in particular. Yeah, Uh, no, it's it's definitely
1: cool You know, like when I went, you know, and I you know Okay, I'll I'll give some more Jersey uh, Fodder, you know, like, uh, (laughs) I knew you know Rob from the royalties, I knew Gabe from Humble Beginnings, Mm -hmm. and then Tyler and and um and Heath from Nowhere Fast. And to see them, and I remember when they all got together and started playing as Midtown, it was you know, there was definitely an excitement around it, but like, you know, until we actually saw them live, it was just like, oh, they they quit their old bands to to do something, (laughs) and it was like, and then. I remember seeing seeing their first show and I was like, oh wow. Oh, okay. Like, yeah, I get it's something it. yeah, it's something something special.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, um and uh, my friend Jay actually put out their first EP, Jay Turon, uh who ran Pinball Records, mm-hmm. which was another you know, great kind of uh repository of of jersey uh <laughs> uh he put out a really uh popular compilation, the um Jer- the Pinball Records family tree. Mm-hmm. Uh, which actually had catch-22 on it before they they blew up Uh, you know basically all the bands that were on his label and then some so
0: right right i talk about it a lot but what a special not just place that the jersey was but even time where these bands were all kind of coming up we're we're very lucky
1: yeah i mean i mean think about it like all the bands that that emerged from that. I mean, obviously the on the tip of your tongue is gonna be my chemical romance, mm-hmm. you know, gaslight anthem. And, and like, you know, even even the ones that didn't make it to like, you know, possible rock and roll hall of fame status, you know, like <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm not gonna push them there, but but they're pretty pretty huge. Mm-hmm. Like and I didn't realize it until maybe in the last like five or six years, like yeah. the lasting impact, especially my chemical romance. Like, they're well, still they still have an audience of like under, you know, 17, which is crazy.
0: Yeah. Well, and it's, it's crazy to me. They're such a good example, too, of when we talk about this sort of like, I don't know that there's another state that is more obsessed with their own scene and their own lore and their own history that like that My Chemical Romance brought. I mean, they asked Midtown the reason Midtown reunited. I mean, other than you, of course.
1: But no, 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 no. no. <laughs> give, give that to, to Gerard and, but, and Mikey and yeah. all them.
0: The other reason is that they asked them to come play these huge like arena, right? Like huge arena tour, and like I I know a lot of their fans know who Midtown was at least because Gabe went on to uh, to form Cobra Starship, which which had a bigger, but right. but it's not like Midtown was a band that those kids grew up with, but it's just like you know, My Chemical Romance could have asked right. any huge band to open for them, and totally, and they would have said yes. Yeah, I just think it's a yeah a real testament to kind of how
1: yeah yeah and, it's, and you know what midtown could have been there too mm-hmm. and i think uh i know just from hearing things i'm um, spreading gossip now no i'm not but they you know they've talked about it you know they, they got handcuffed by the label mm-hmm. and you know just put on the shelf so yeah. you know i that must have been really really frustrating and probably Absolutely. contributed to the the end you know mm-hmm. of that band so
0: yeah, but they're they're back and they're playing shows and that's really yeah. exciting for everybody. And
1: honestly, they sounded amazing. And yeah. I don't wanna I don't wanna say Gabe isn't shouldn't be playing bass, but he was a great front man, like by himself. <laughs> like I he I don't know if anybody knew he, he hurt his hand and he couldn't play bass, so so they got uh this awful bass player named Jason Black, I don't know <laughs> if you know, from awful band called Hot Water Music, um, to play for him and he's a
0: little bad no one's ever heard I, of, I,
1: right nobody knows and you know he's he's nothing um <laughs> no he's 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 like one of the best bass players in the scene um and uh but honestly gabe blew me away yeah as a solo frontman, mm-hmm. like without having to you know worry about playing bass he, mm-hmm. he was so good so you know depending on what they do in the future like it's an option for you gabe
0: <laughs> just keep that in mind just
1: do it yeah. and i know
0: you're listening so yeah yeah, that was a lot of midtown talk. Which was. I, again, we didn't really
1: talk about flavor ice at all. But... Oh,
0: I guess I mentioned <laughs> the girl okay. in the green jacket, but we didn't really yeah. talk about flavor ice. Uh, this is such a fun cover. I will say that it it really did blow me away. Though I shouldn't. Not that I was. At the same, I'm not surprised. Like it's you know.
1: Yeah. No, I mean Heath just you know pumped it up uh with so much energy and passion and you can hear it just in, like in his vocals and the way he plays it um and the one thing i will say that just completely blew me away he told me he sat there for like you know a few days just doing the drums and like normally when i was programming the drums i'd let garage band kind of assist me a little mm-hmm. bit because it has its own little you know drum uh pattern keeper whatever you want to call right. it but he would he sat there and programmed every beat in the MIDI section. So like, like hours and hours and hours of just painstaking like right. which drum he didn't work.
0: Need to no, do.
1: not at all. But that's that's the, <laughs> the type, type of guy of he care. is. He puts yeah, and I mean he put he put so much detail, um and, and, and care into everything he does. Um, which is why, you know, why I think Midtown was such a, a, a memorable band. Mm-hmm. And and I think a lot of uh, a lot of people remember this song when they think of if they think of Jersey Interchange they're like oh yeah the Flavor Ice cover mm-hmm. um, even the guys you know uh, from Bigwig the original players on the song um, a few of them said oh this is better than when we did it so <laughs> I, that was I was happy with that.
0: That's so funny. That's something I wanted to ask you about is how I know some of these. That's another thing that's really fun about this is that, like, you know, you've got Mikey you covering Adam and his package, but then you've got people covering the ergs and there's like kind of back and forth. But have you gotten a lot of feedback from the original artists from? One of these?
1: Yeah. Um, it's there. So we we've done a few. I mean, the, the power of the Internet going back to the, you know, digital age we live in is that you can connect with these artists Mm -hmm. in one way or another and so it's always nice like when we would post a song we would tag the original artist or we would tag like the individual players from the band um and so just even to get like you know i remember we got really uh, nice comments on a lifetime cover that we did from uh i think Dave Palatis who played that's bass cool. mm-hmm. um or uh, the bouncing souls i think each of them commented on the the cover of gone that we did <laughs> um and uh yeah so it's that's actually like a inadvertent you know kind of win if mm-hmm. you want to call it from uh from from the project um it's you know it's 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 ego feeding but it's also <laughs> like a nice uh a nice well, compliment
0: yeah and it's good to know that the people that you're you know, i don't know if i almost said the word honoring and i don't know if that's quite it but i guess yeah i don't know i'm now i'm i don't know why i'm walking that back but the people whose music you're kind of like highlighting and, and revisiting that they, they feel good about it too that's that's great right
1: right yeah no exactly you know they made such an impact on me and the people that are that are, are accompanying me in here and now this is what we offer to you you know right, so yeah.
0: so that's uh flavor ice what do we want to talk about next
1: I think, uh, yeah, let's get into, uh, the pink song, New Jersey's All Right.
2: I do not believe in a religion that doesn't exist. It didn't
4: take you sick. I wish I could let it get away from the this now This big community that remind us my wife will...
1: This is a weird track but it's uh, this was actually really fun for me and uh this is pink is a song by a very very obscure local band uh called mohawk barbie um obscure in the the grander sense of outside <laughs> yeah. of new jersey nobody probably knows of them but mm-hmm. in in the scene like these dudes were playing like shows every weekend mm-hmm. like they were they were like the workhorses of the scene mm-hmm. um and uh and then i was i was you know coming up with the with the song and it just morphed into the either the same chords or the same melody as an old fear song uh and fears like a a band that i love um they're a little you know it for 2023 some of their stuff is not exactly uh you know uh ready for 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 you know birth into the wild but um so you know there's their song new york's all right if you like saxophones was always one of my favorites and for some reason i just uh, i just thought well new jersey's all right if you like saxophones Uh. (laughs) um
0: i was trying so hard to figure out how this mashup happened i was like googling and i'm like googling fear i'm like uh mohawk barbie cut like but it was just something that kind of happened organically
1: yeah just (laughs) random i love that just random and even <laughs> even when i i so i approached john uh Tamillo from the band folly mm-hmm. uh to do vocals oh also again joe Polito played bass on this so uh, this is the third song he's he's played on <laughs> just the just album on. <laughs> he's yeah he's a madman um so i approached john and he was like yeah i don't know either song but i'll do it uh, uh, fun. i
0: like uh, I, that that's cool that you yeah. have yeah i was no i i
1: was i was surprised you know there were a few people that that did songs they weren't familiar with and that that's cool because um you know it it definitely takes some 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 guts to Mm -hmm. jump into something that you're not exactly you know too sure about especially if you didn't have the you know the 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 background on it um but uh so yeah he agreed to do it um and what he didn't know was that that i uh enlisted his his brother on the song (laughs) to play saxophone because his brother patrick (laughs) actually played in a band called right turn eddie Mm um and uh and i i I wasn't i wasn't i don't know john well enough at the time that i would play a prank on him but like patrick kind of encouraged it so i was like (laughs) all right we'll go with it so i think when he heard patrick was going to be on the the, you know actually he recorded and then i think he heard patrick's sax on it so he that's, was he was surprised by that, but that's um, really
0: funny. Yeah. I love that.
1: So you know we had we had fun, you know, um, and you know we obviously changed the lyrics for the the fear section. <laughs> um, there's some yeah, there's some some questionable lyrics in that, but you know I wanted to make it about you know New Jersey and have fun. I think what is it? New Jersey's all right if you don't mind a little toxic waste. <laughs> New Jersey's all right if you want to get buried in the meadowlands i don't know you, you got to be from jersey
0: yeah. i think uh just something oh boy adhd brain uh toxic waste a toxic avenger born in new jersey well there you go Troma. <laughs> um and yeah. uh and i one of the other things that i i really appreciated as a south jersey person is the inclusion of not just taylor ham but also pork roll right so that was very right. inclusive of you i appreciate i that.
1: don't i don't want to i don't want to you know start a war but you know i did grow up eating taylor Mm ham um Mm -hmm. not pork roll you're my guest here uh,
0: so that's okay okay
1: (laughs) (laughs) but but i i was aware that it was called pork roll and yes it's a it's a product called pork roll Roll. that was distributed by a company called taylor Mm -hmm. so i i understand that but i'm still going with taylor ham
0: yeah what's in your heart you've got to follow but i just like you gave both you know right it's yeah, this this was really fun. I love finding out that that mashup was just something that kind of happened that way. Like. Just random.
1: Yeah. <laughs> There's no no rhyme or reason to it. No,
0: that's great. It makes me feel better too because I really value my 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 Google skills and they were not <laughs> coming up. So I, I feel vindicated there.
1: Yeah, and uh, yeah, and, and actually a few of the guys uh, from Folly also helped out with that track. I know uh, Jeff and Agim. Uh, a did uh backing vocals on that and uh jeff actually recorded them in his uh what, what did he call it they called it the saxy shack or sax shack or something <laughs> oh,
0: boy.
1: yeah I, apparently it's just like a, a a shack in the back of his his, his yard you know his uh. backyard um but i guess that's their recording booth so
0: that's really funny I yeah love this and
1: I, I love that they came back and recently recorded a new they, they just put out a a seven inch a split seven inch with best of the worst yeah um who if you haven't checked them out they're awesome too best of the worst uh i'm trying to think
0: if we've featured them they actually we they may have been featured on the podcast once i'm not positive but i'll look and if so i'll link back to that
1: yeah yeah they they're they're on uh bad time records Mm -hmm. they you know they've released a a bunch of stuff on there and we've played them a few times and, and with my other band so really cool cool people
0: that's awesome so yeah, so that was um, I don't even know how to. That was pink slash New Jersey's all right.
1: Joe Polito, John Tamillo, Patrick Tamillo, and Agim Kolaku.
0: And we only have one song left, which is crazy. This flew by. Um, yeah. Before we before we get into it, let's uh, let's remind folks where they can pre-order the album. Um, let's let them know about the show where they can find Jersey Interchange. If you want folks to be able to find you on the internet, just whatever you wanna let folks know before we head out
1: perfect yeah so um you can uh go to sinkingshiprecords.com right now and pre-order the record c1 um it is up for pre-order and it will officially drop on may 5th 2023 and uh and then a week later we have our album release show at twin elephant brewing company in, in uh, chatham it's actually on watchung avenue it, which is weird uh i'm going into a total tangent here my it turns out that my i used to go to my friend's house all the time which is like two doors down from where this twin elephant is and it, you know this was you know a, a scene house you know like a <laughs> bunch of a bunch of dudes that were you know in bands and stuff like that but uh it's cool to you know now bring it back home bring it back around yeah. yeah i love that um but yeah chris gethard uh will be headlining doing some comedy stylings um, I I didn't dare to ask him to do his "Just Like Her" <laughs> uh, huh. song, but whatever, maybe I don't know. Maybe I'll I'll send him an email see if he's interested. Um, and then you know other bands uh, that are taking part. Members of other bands uh, will be playing uh, acoustic. Uh, Shades Apart, Vision, Lane Meyer, N.J. Joystick, One Cool Guy, Avery, Dan, Damn This Desert Air, Taxi Cab Samurai's whole bunch of others stacked um yeah so it's it's a it's a stacked lineup and um I'm I'm really excited and and there's definitely you know a few tickets left so go scoop them up um what else anything else and also we have like some new songs in the works come coming out probably probably after the album drop at this point but uh uh, we have a. Uh, I know it's not New Jersey scene, but it's New Jersey. We have a, a big kind of all-star cast of players on a Bruce Springsteen song. Hell yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's fun. And then, um, another one right in the works right now, um, with, um, Tom from Houston Calls oh. and yeah, yeah, he's doing vocals. Um, Amazing. and Josh from Right Turnetti is doing, uh. A bunch of stuff on it as well. Uh, a, a boxcar song. I'm not sure if, if anybody's familiar with boxcar, yeah. but they were another one of those like <laughs> under the radar bands that probably should have gotten a little bit bigger than they, they did.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, Houston Calls, another band that is uh, recently reunited, another Jersey band. Also, shout out, um, Jarrett has done a lot of stuff with New Jersey is the World, and his bagel shop just won yeah. um, NJ.com's Best Bagels bracket. So, yeah. <laughs> congrats to Jarrett on that
1: everybody there's it's it's funny to see how many people from the scene have become successful in one way or the other like yeah not everybody's gonna be a rock star obviously but like you know like jared with his bagel store Mm -hmm. you know bagel shop it's just you know it's it took off yeah like you know it's like amazing
0: we talk about it all the time over at new jersey is the world so if i have overlap listeners i'm not saying anything you haven't heard before but there really is something about growing up In in the scene or even like, like I wasn't, I don't, I wasn't part of the scene. I was, like I said, I was pretty young when, especially when these bands were, but I was at a lot of shows and just around it, like on the periphery. And I think it really does shape how you approach just anything else you do in life. And we see it time and time again.
1: And I think, yeah, and Chris, I know Gethard talks about it a lot, about how the DIY scene kind of just informed him of who he needs to surround himself Mm -hmm. in uh, who he needs to surround himself with in his career and you know and and totally makes sense Mm
0: -hmm. yes that's just Um, another great example of that
1: yeah Um,
0: i would just like to say if you're a vinyl collector in general it is gorgeous just looking at the pictures
1: oh of the
0: album it's beautiful
1: It, it it did come out amazingly um and again big big up to uh steve kelly at sinking ship for for you know just getting it done and also craig Sirinelli uh for doing uh doing all the design and literally waiting with me for two years for the for the record <laughs> to actually come out yeah. um That's he's cool. got it he's got honestly if there's bands out there that i'll plug him you know if there's bands out there that that need merch or or album design he has really great, great, uh, rates and very honest, nice guy. Uh, his, his, uh, company is house without walls. Uh, and I think it's house without So check him out. He's really, really talented. Yeah. And one of the great things about the project and, you know, I didn't really know much about recording from home at all. Um, so I had a lot of help in that way. Um, uh, first off, there was a guy named Ryan Selleck who who really you know kind of took me under his wing in a way and and showed me the right way to do things because I didn't know I didn't know anything, um, and uh, he produced and and mixed a lot of the a lot of the songs early on, um, and then uh, also another guy um, named Nick Aflito. Uh, who used to play in, in in a group called one cool guy um and i think he, he did a bunch of other stuff bandits of the acoustic revolution he was in and a lot of those uh cash 22 kind of you know uh adjacent projects mm-hmm. um he he also mixed a lot of a lot of the the stuff uh a lot of the songs we we had I think in total we had five different mixers over the the course of the project um, you know and it was all where people could lend their time you know and I should say like a lot of a lot of this stuff was done for free you know everybody you know this wasn't anything that we were shelling out lots of money for right right you know is what what you could do and and who you knew <laughs> um, but um yeah I'm really uh, indebted to those guys um they they definitely help the uh the project you know stay afloat and, and keep going
0: i think that's um i'm not surprised that people were excited to help out with this
1: i yeah and i never got that that vibe from anybody that you know nobody ever was like okay so when am i going to get my 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 share right you know, right you know that was never a question people were just like yeah i would love really? to do this so you know whether it was just being excited or just having nothing to do you know like like it, <laughs>
0: Well, probably yeah. it was, it was probably a little bit of both. I'll bet <laughs> Like yeah, people are yeah. like, I am desperate I to have something to do. And this is a fun, cool thing to do. So, right.
1: Totally. Yeah. Totally.
0: And there's also, um, you've got five songs you can only hear if you have the vinyl. So definitely, right. uh, get, uh, right. Get, there's, get there's five forward.
1: exclusive tracks and actually the next one we'll be playing is, is one of them, um, and uh that was a great segue well wow, it worked out <laughs> I know, uh, you're a pro. <laughs> uh so yeah so this this next uh song is actually a a, a vision cover <laughs> pretty uh pretty important you know new jersey hardcore band was around for a long time and unfortunately their singer dave franklin passed away i want to say about six five or six years ago Mm -hmm. There was a huge uh huge show in asbury park tribute show for him doing it for dave um and a lot of people were affected by by his death and this song was kind of a uh was, was also a, a, a an, an effect of that mm-hmm. um because basically everybody on this song I didn't know him personally um but basically everybody on this song playing around me knew him like as, as a best friend mm-hmm. so it's it's a really nice tribute to to their friend to yeah. um to just a scene in you know, the hardcore scene or whatever whatever scene because they you know they kind of they kind of straddled. Uh, they could play a punk show, you know. They weren't. They weren't like. They weren't typical. What you think of like New Jersey, New York hardcore, <laughs> like tough guy. Like, mm-hmm. um, they were. You know, they were very, very posy. And and I think yeah, they put a few records out on Epitaph, I think too, mm-hmm. as well. So, yep. um, so they were they were accessible to to a, a bunch of people. It just wasn't you know tough guy hardcore. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know I I was you know privileged and, and honored to be able to somehow you know be a uh, a catalyst for these people to come together and 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 pay tribute to their friend you know um Were
0: you ner- or maybe not nervous did you have any hesitation about asking them about this
1: um yeah yeah there was there was a little um because again most of these people i didn't know either you know like <laughs> right. um you know uh alf who's who sings uh Oh, I didn't even say the name of the album, or the name oh, of the song. Uh, the kids ha- right. still have a lot to say is the, yeah, the name of the song. Um, and Alf uh, sings it. He was in, Alf Bartone, he was in uh, X Number 5, uh, The Fire Still Burns, and you can probably catch him at the Crossroads, you know, mm-hmm. uh, beating people up or taking your tickets. Um, <laughs> no, he's like the door, I think he's the door guy at, at Crossroads in, in Garwood. Um, and then Ed Brown and Kevin Lynch from Shades Apart, who i was you know i was shocked that they wanted to even partake because like that was a band when i was you know uh in the scene i was like they were they were rock stars at, yeah. at that point they, yeah. they they blew up they were on like all these soundtracks mm-hmm. and like on the radio and
0: i hope listeners who maybe aren't are i think our, our like major listener base is philly and jersey so a lot of this will be yeah. familiar to people but even for the folks who aren't i hope you can hear like i, I don't know there's i you know, what? I don't even know what I'm really trying to say right now. It's just that, like some of these bands. I'm like, it didn't even occur to me that somebody wouldn't know.
1: Right. No, she, like. exactly. Exactly. No, I, I understand that. There's like such a yeah.
0: reverence. I don't know. Well,
1: well, because, you know, it was such a in a way it was such a bubble as of a scene that you didn't see the effect they had if they had an effect on the outside of that. Right. You know? Right. You just you were so invested in in the scene in front of you,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, but yeah, like when I heard Shades Apart on Q one hundred four point three, <laughs> uh, like which was like a pretty major, you know, it was like the K- oh, I guess and K Rock too. They were playing on like K Rock, um, you know. Those are pretty major stations at the time in mm-hmm. in New York, and uh to hear them played on regular rotation right. was was really significant. Mm-hmm. But then you could go, like I remember going to see them at Maxwell's, <laughs> right? Right, you know. Like they, it, during that time, it, they were still playing like, you know, intimate shows, you know, they, they could all, they could play an arena probably opening for, you know, I don't even know who at the time, but
0: I was going to say, <laughs> yeah,
1: but then, you know, they would come home, come home and, and headline Maxwell's and it'd be packed. And they'd still, I remember, you know, they'd still hang around and talk to people after the show. So it was, it was cool and that. they're cool. They they were, they're still cool today. Um, and then uh, also, uh, who else was on this? Dan Cav, who I've known for 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 a while. Uh, he was in the band Nine Lives, uh, Absolution. I mean, he's been he's played in like he's like a he's like the Mikey Urg of, of hardcore. He's <laughs> played in like, like twenty a, bands.
0: A super group of like those kids, like Joe Polito, Mikey. The yeah. <laughs> people who are just like again, if you can catch them, they'll they'll probably right. do it. <laughs> right, like, right. Those those people are like I'm just excited to be here.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, exactly. And then uh, Mike Wolf also contributed some. He's a guitarist for Damn This Desert Air and a few other projects. Um he contributed some guitars on this as well. Um and actually so actually technically um all three members of Shades Apart are on this track. <laughs> Cuz Mark Mark Vecarelli um also did backup vocals on this. Oh, I love that. That's So fun. um yeah, so there was a, it was it really was a lot of friends coming together to pay tribute to you know their their friend and and a person they respected and and you know the the scene owes a lot to so um i think it came out came out really really nicely
0: yeah it's it's a fantastic cover it's a really um of, of all the songs you could have chosen to ask them to cover i think this is a really poignant one um yeah i i love i love this i love that uh that you decided to do this and yeah i don't i don't really have any like critical analysis of yeah, it it's no, no, no. just really it's, okay. it's just really lovely that that it's on here and i'm excited for well folks will have heard it but yeah
1: definitely definitely and I'm, I'm excited for the record to to come out and for people to hear it um and you know for for the future of of if you know however long jersey interchange goes i i don't have a timeline for it and i didn't have a timeline to start with so it's it's an open ended project and hopefully it'll continue and uh and I hope that uh people will at least uh have a soft spot for, for all of it in their heart. I you know, so. as the years continue.
0: Yeah. I think I think uh I think that's a pretty easy a pretty easy hope. Um yeah. thank you really for kicking it off and, and turning it into this this beautiful celebration of my absolute favorite place in the whole world uh, by a long shot. And um and pretty yeah, great place yeah it's it's the best <laughs> again I could I couldn't do talk about it all the time um right. and thank you for joining me this was really really fun I'm excited for yes
1: yeah. I, I, I had a good time yeah. and it is Taylor Ham. <laughs>
0: we've been getting along so well <laughs> it's pork roll thank you so much for joining us this has been left of the dial i've been your host andrea christian lesbrance has been my guest thank you so much for listening we'll see you next week
2: and if i don't see you in a long long while i try to find you left of the dial